Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pray. I hope I can be a little loud, louder this week just for recording. We welcome you to the prayer call. Uh, this Saturday morning, the first Saturday of March 2019, we welcome you. This is Rhonda Hammond, and we want to welcome you to this prayer call. This week, we've been having an interesting conversation, uh, friends and I, just talking about something that people tend to not want to talk about. But in my life, it's something that I talk about often, and it sticks with me, and it stays with me. It's something that... Um, I was raised with, and it was constant conversation. It's because you guys have heard me. I always tell stories, you know, about my family and just experiences that I've had in growing up. I had an aunt that was a pastor, and we talked a lot about right now, about this time. And so I was prepared for this time, and, and thank God it didn't happen when I was younger because I just always say that I was a wretch undone. And I thought I was just doing things and trying to do things and repenting. And if the world was coming to a close back then, I would have just been one and done. <laughs> um, that's, that's just the way to say it. Uh, I'm talking this morning about end times because there's a conversation and uh, that we've had this week about dreams that we've had about just end times, things that are coming and uh, conversations about what we need to do, uh, documentaries, movies that we watch to help us prepare. It's a conversation that I don't have often, but I am going to give light to it on our prayer call this week. And I've talked about it a little bit, and I've said I've been transitioning. I'm not going to always talk about end times, but I am going to talk about some different things. Um, within our prayer group, weightier things. And I've been talking about just the transition and how that will work, and I've been kind of just, you know, get, dropping little hints and alluding to those things. And so today we said, you know what, we we had a conversation about what does it look like to do in Times for Dummies, if, if that were a book. And so I wanted to come on today just to give you something to think about to hold on to a, a different conversation still with prayer, um, but to help you, prepare you, prep you, to get you ready for a difficult conversation. The Lord, I don't want to go too uh, early into a word. I want to give light to a word. But the Lord, I always say prophetically, he's always speaking to us about different things. You know, sometimes it's just things in our house. Make sure you take care of this. Make sure you get up this, do this paperwork. Remember this. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I I call that, you know, the unction of the Holy Spirit always reminding me of even my responsibilities, not just the weightier things, not just I'm getting a prophetic word for you and, I, and I'm calling you and telling you to go to the nations and that type of thing. The things that, the, the smaller things, and when I pay attention to those smaller things, then I can focus on those bigger things. And so I, I always feel like the Lord is always talking to me um, about different things, whether it's my kids. You know, we talked about last week, Goshen prayer and protection. We're talking about getting things in order. And uh, last year the Lord spoke to us about uh, end times and making sure that we had enough uh, sanitary products in our household because when things come to and head, that is one of the things that we're going to need. It's a thing that happens month by month, and sometimes when you get older, more than a month. And so you would need to stop that um, those products in your household so that you don't get in a situation. Now, the next thing after that is having you know water and the water supply, but at least having those things so that you could stay clean in the event that anything happened. You know, one of the things, if I could just say this before we go into this, is 
we can, some people are, you know, when people go in the military, they're preparing their um, training and it's constant conversation for how they're ready for in the event that anything happens. I am uh, grateful because that's the lane that my husband is in. And so if you're on the other side of the spectrum and you live with someone that's on the other side of the spectrum, you, you have to, it's either, you know, it's either fight or flight. And so I appreciate it now, and I talk about how it was difficult for me in the very beginning because he's so organized, because he's always making sure we had this and this, you know, this is out of the way, and let's get rid of this and purge this, and let's have batteries. And uh, my coworkers laugh at me right now because, you know, I carry a flashlight in my, like, commuter bag. But when I started to work there, I want to say in the very beginning, the electric went out and our power went out downstairs where the entire hour we had to go home. So you didn't have any light, and I was grateful that I had the flashlight. And so being prepared in difficult times, and no one, when you think about in in times, when you think about in times, the first thing you think about is this difficult book. The difficult book where the Lord um, really put it in my face last year. You guys know last uh, February 22nd, I uh, published the book Simply Pray. That was around the time where I began to see 22 in, in, at enormous um, rates, the amount of times I would see 22, 22, 222. And I was just like, God, what are you doing with this number? And, and I would go to things that had 22. And the book of Revelation, it has 22 chapters. And there's 22 all over, all over the place. There's 22 all over. And so I always start to look at 22, and I'm like, okay, God, you're giving me this for a reason. And I would sit in revelations and sit and study some things. And so for some people, revelations is just, just too much. It's heavy. It's that, you know, I can't deal with that book. This is, I don't want to deal with where we go in, the unknown, that who, who wants to think about this world ending, you know, all that we have, all the pleasures and all those different things. But I wanted to come on this morning because if we don't go to Revelations, I just want to give you seven Bible passages. And then I want to read you one um, chapter, and then I want to give you a word that's going to come up. This is what will happen for us today. It's a word that's going to come up in the scripture that's been with me since I can say maybe 10 years old. I've always remembered the scripture, and I quoted it to one of my friends this week, and that's where we got into another conversation. I'm going to take that word out of that, and then I'm going to give you some things to think about just because of that word. Okay, so I'm going to give you seven scriptures. I'm not going to read these. I'm just going to give you seven Bible passages um, about the end times. You can read these on your own, listen back to the recording, write them right now, come back, listen to the recording, and write them later. That's up to you. But the first one is Second Timothy 3. Verses 1 through 5. The second one is Mark 13 and 32, and these are all King James. The third is Matthew 24 and 7. The next one is Matthew 24 and 6. The fifth one is 1 Timothy 4 and 1. The next one is Joel 20, I'm sorry, Joel 2, 28 through the 32nd verse, and it's pretty meaty and thick. And the last scripture is Matthew 24 and 21. I'm going to go over to Matthew 24, and I'm going to start at the 15th verse, and that is what we're going to read today. And then I'm going to, as I said, pull something out of this um, reading and then I'm going to give you something to think about today. And then we're going to go into prayer. Matthew 24 and 15 is called the Great Tribulation. <clears throat> so when you see the abomination that causes desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. A man on the housetop must not come down to get things out of his house. And the man in the field must go back to get his clothes. Woe to a pregnant woman and a nurse and nursing mothers in those days. Pray, pray that your escape may not be in the winter 
or on the Sabbath. For at that time, there will be a great tribulation, the kind that hasn't taken place from the beginning of the world until now and never will again. Unless those days were limited, no one would survive. But those days will be, will be limited because of the elect. 23, if anyone tells you then, look, here is the Messiah, or over here, do not believe it. False messiahs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders to lead astray. If possible, even the elect, take note in 25, I have told you in advance. So if they tell you, look, he's the wilderness, don't go out. Look, he's in the inner room, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. In the last verse um, that I'll be reading, when wherever the carcass is, the vultures will gather. And then the next is um, the coming of the Son of Man. And then it talks about immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the celestial powers, which are the stars, will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And then all of the peoples of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky into the other. Amen. That is not in Revelation. That is in Matthew chapter 24. And I want to put light on 19, verse 19. Woe to the pregnant woman and nursing mothers in those days. Uh, for me, I just want to give you some backdrop to this, this scripture. Um, I had my uh, oldest child at 17 years old, and mind you, um, when we were growing up, and, and I'm telling you, this is a very diligent conversation. I was just telling my friends that our experiences growing up was make sure that you had food, make sure that you had toilet paper, make sure that you had, you know, tuna fish and things and cans. And we used to have a church that had a basement out in Richwood, New Jersey. It's no longer there anymore. And we had this basement down the bottom. And we would have days where we would have fasting and shut-ins in my and my aunt would say, bring food so that we could put it in the basement so that when it was time for great tribulation, we would get here and we would be able to survive off of what we had already stored. I always hold on to that, and I hold on to the piece because we were getting ready at 10 and 12 years old because that was the constant conversation that my Aunt knew that the Lord would be coming back. God rest her soul, she's not here. And now this is 26 years later now that the Lord is not coming back yet. But we're, we are in a time where we're looking at things a, a bit differently. And will the Lord come back while we're still here? I, I, we don't have an answer to that. But I would say that we were very close in all of the different things that are going on in the background. So I've held on to the scripture, woe, woe to the pregnant woman and the woman is nursing. I just thought about my my granddaughter's mother that was just um, birthing her just a couple months ago and everything that was going on in my prayer was, Lord, keep her. Because I held on to that scripture ever since I was a child, woe to the, pers- the, the pregnant woman, to the nursing woman, because here you would have limited food and you would still have to provide um, sustenance for your child. It's one of those scriptures that I guess because I'm a mother, um, a nurturing person, is just a scripture that stayed with me like all of these years. And so I, I had a conversation about it this week, and the word that sticks out is woe. It's that word woe. It's a word in 2015 um, where I was in prayer in the middle of the day. And if you if you are called to intercession, sometimes in intercession there's this, these travailing moments, and your travail and travail is like giving birth. It's it's a, a, a crying and a praying and, and, and painful prayer that the Lord has um, birthed through you or or burdened you with that you may pray for something and 
through your Holy Spirit, you're praying for a thing that God lays on you, and you're not exactly sure because it's in a different language, that you're praying for something or someone or some place or some issue or something that is about to come. And one day, <clears throat> around two is in my room, I was on the floor crying out violently, but the word that I continued to say was woe. Woe and crying and weeping and crying. Crying, if I can compare it to, like, if you were a kid and you um, got a beat and you know you how you do that, <laughs> the woe, you know, the <laughs> because it was just so heavy, the heart of God. If you get to the heart of God and God gives you things, that the things that he has you to pray, the heart of God, you will begin to cry sometimes violently. So I went over and looked up the word woe. It's, um, I think this is, in um, this here, the number is 9250, and it's woe. I want to give you an exclamation of judgment upon God's enemies or a misfortune or oneself or in the ministry of Jesus Christ of sadness over those who fail to recognize the true misery of their condition. Whoa, the true misery of their condition. So, whoa, I always go to this exclamation of judgment because you always see woe in the Bible, and I'm going to give you some woes. I'm not going to give you all of the scriptures, but there's woes in scriptures, and if you Google the word well, I'm always pulling out a word and then saying, go search the word, and you'll find oodles of information. Woe to God's enemies is in Isaiah 33 and 1. Woe to God's faithful, faithless people, Hosea 7, 13 to 16. Woe to careless leaders of God's people, Jeremiah 23. Woe to those who are complacent in their prosperity or religion, Amos 6, 1 through 7. Woe to those who neglect social injustice, Isaiah 10, 1 through 4. Woe to a godless world, there's Revelations 8 and 13. Woe as an exclamation of misfortune on oneself. Woe as a consequence of circumstance or event. Woe, that's in Jeremiah 10 and 19. Woe as a consequence of one's own sin, Lamentations 5 and 16. Woe as a consequence of God's call on one's life, is 1 Corinthians 9 through 16. Also Jeremiah 45, 1 through 5. I'm going to give you all of them on that. Ezekiel 2, 9. And three and eleven, and then here's the last, um, well, the second to last. Woe as an exclamation of sadness over others. Woe to those who do not recognize their own needs. Luke six and twenty four. Woe to those whose religion binds themselves and misleads others. Luke um, eleven fifty two. Woe to those who cause others to sin. Matthew eighteen and seven. Woe to those whom. Judgment is coming, Luke 10, um, 13 through 14. Woe to the one who betrays the Son of Man, Matthew 26, 24. And woe to those who experience the signs of the end of the age, Matthew, we just read it, 24, 19 through 21. I'm going to give you that again. Woe to those who experience the signs of the end of the age, of the age, Matthew 24, 19 through 21. And woe may give way to forgiveness, comfort, and deliverance. And that's in Isaiah 6, 5 through 7. Uh, we wanted to give you some of the other things to look at is see also blessing, blindness, spiritual suffering, uh, comfort, complacency, lament, sadness, warning, condemnation, self-righteousness, and judgment, um, God's judgment. So we wanted to give you that today because uh, we think it gives light to um, something that I, I don't know if it's talked about. I always say I can only talk about the places that I go, but I don't hear a conversation about woe and that, that judgment of God's enemy. If you see the woe in the Bible, it's like that exclamation of something that woe, you know, like a warning. And so today we want to give you um, – the responsibility of a prophet is to warn, amen. And we want to give you um, the warning to prepare in the way that God gives you to. 
that we have this responsibility to take care of our families, to let them know, um, to not overlook it. It's hard stuff. I always tell my kids some, some things are really, really hard, and we have hard matters that we are faced with as a people, our family. So we have some hard decisions to make. And even I said to my daughter last night, this is a hard thing that I had to do, but I had to back in the background do it. Faced with hard things. They're hard things, but in the end, you are grateful that you did it. And so today, I want to give you the woe. The woe that there is um, a time coming where we may not have all of the luxury, luxuries and amenities, that's the word I was looking for, amenities and luxuries that we have, the cell phone that we're having, the cell phone that we have right now, the light that we have. We watched a document, not a documentary, a series this week called The Daily Bread, and uh, it was on the Christian Cinema Network. I had to pay for this um, series. It cost me $12, and with six series, I didn't care because the, the price of uh, going to the movies. And I thought it was important because it talks about um, a time that may come where everyone focuses on EMP, and that's the conversation, that um, an EMP can come and knock out the grid and, and we would have nothing. But this is completely different. It was called a solar flare. And it knocks out everything, even the batteries in the car. And that these people had to prepare and get ready and, and not get ready. It, I mean, it was there was no time to get ready. They they were luckily they had food in order to food for something else, and and then they had to get into um, supplies and <clears throat> and protection and different kind of entertainment because you're not going to have. TVs, you're not going to have the Wi-Fi, you're not going to have, um, you know, again, all of the amenities that we have. And so those are things to consider that you would have to come in a community and take your gifts and you're going to learn, you have to learn how to keep the water and keep the food supply and keep the supplies and medicinal things that you'll need, especially if you're on medication. That's something to think about. So um, we wanted to just come today because we know that this is a conversation um, that we keep having. It's a conversation that we dig deep into um, because we believe the Lord spoke to us. Eschatology is one of my areas that I have to dig deep in and I dig deep and and I go in. And it's one of those areas that we have to prepare our people for. First, it's the salvation piece of it that we you know, continue to have a relationship with God, that we make sure that our life is right, that we continue to repent every day and, and make sure that our loved ones, their souls are saved and live the, the best life that we can live and be examples and be light. Those things are first. But also to let them know that um, there are some difficult times coming. Amen. So we want to um, close out today and pray and um, thank you for joining us for the prayer call today. <clears throat> Again, make sure that you go back and hear all of those scriptures and listen to it because there are um, many, many scriptures in this prayer call today. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Forgive me, I had to put the phone on silent because my house is a little rowdy this morning. Amen. But we just want to thank you this morning, honor you. Thank you for the push, even in the midst of everything. God, we just want to praise you and honor you. Thank you today, God, for just waking us up. Thank you, Jesus, for life. Thank you, God, for another month, and we praise you, God. We honor you. 
We thank you, God, this day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, that we come to you, Lord God. God, we look to you, Lord Jesus, for our help. Our help comes from you, Lord God. We thank you today for your magnificence today, God. We thank you for your power. God, we thank you for your love, understanding, your gifts, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the ability to come on this prayer call this morning and to speak and to get light into um, something that is not often talked about, uh, the, the, the book of Revelation. It's a book that um, on, on the pulpit is not, it's, it's, it's ran from sometimes because we don't know all the answers. We don't know, you know, the, the rapture is coming and what that's going to look like. And, you know, there's many that have attempted to tell the story. We have um, movies that talk about um, end times and what that looks like. And whatever you give, God, you've given so many of us who uh, watch um, different experiences where angelic beings have come and, and given us revelation and just different answers. So there's so many of us that are just seeking the truth and staying on the wall and and, and being a watchman for the times and the seasons. And, the, and we talked about the Ishtar, the Ishtar times, the times and the seasons. Being on the wall, Lord God, and um, being steadfast and, and unmovable in knowing that you are to come, knowing that you are soon to come, not knowing because no man knows the day or the hour, and and even as we watch the the um, the angels in heaven, as you spoke to us about seraphim, and and last week when we prayed, you talked about the through us the throne room and the precious stones, and it took us back to the the throne room and how the the angels say holy holy, and the the twenty four elders are there, and it, it's so beautiful the the stones that are surrounding you, and even as different people try to picture the things that that um the Bible talks about, they don't show your face they don't i I notice that they don't show your face because I know that there's so much more that we have to know about you, and God that we keep on pressing today to get to the place, Lord God, that we can make heaven our home, that we can make heaven our home, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, for this life, this experience. I, I surmise to myself, did you ever have a week where it was like one of your best weeks and, and a not-so-great week in the same week? But, God, we thank you for the blessings in everything that you do. We thank you, God, that you give us the opportunity to see life in the things that you have us going through that God, you're calling us to greater things, that you give us experiences so that we can get through for the greater call that you have us to walk through. And, God, we thank you, Lord God, that we've had some not-so-great times and that you're in all of that. And so we thank you, Lord, that you're a compassionate God and a merciful God and that you're slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. We so bless you for that today, God. God, we pull on you like never before because we're drawing nigh to you. As long as we draw nigh to you, you draw nigh to us, Lord God, and your love is faithful. Every day is faithful, Lord God. We thank you for you showing up in our household. God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for showing up in our household. In those prayers that we've prayed, sometimes people don't even know what we're praying. We don't articulate our prayers to every person. It's a constant private conversation that we have with you. You know the desires of our heart, those prayers that we've prayed, that we're starting to see the fruition of those things. And so we bless you today. We bless you for our households, God. We bless you for our children. And God, today we pray that Psalms 91, we wanted to read that scripture, the most high, the the protection, where we talked about the Goshen prayer last week, protection over our family today. God, I'm staying in protection because I so love my loved ones. And every time that we walk out the door and every time that we come back in the door and every time that we're out there driving on the roads and people are not paying attention, God, we ask you today 
and for your protection power to go out in front of us, hallelujah, to go out in front of us, thank you, Jesus, to send our angels, our heads of protection, not just 1,000, but 10,000 legions of them, that they will protect everyone close to us. That one scripture says, I'm just going to have to pull it for um, a second and and, uh, come back in, if that's okay with y'all. Um, the Psalm 91 and 12, it says, they will support you, these are the angels, for he will give his, his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. That's 11. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And so we thank you for that power that's in the the, um, angels that you have surrounding us today. God, we thank you for this word today, the woe. It's a hard word because it's judgment and warning. And we usually don't speak in that realm, but that's the, the, the gift that you call us. And so hopefully that it will be received for every person that is on this prayer call today, that they go back and listen to those, scriptures and we've given so many scriptures that you tear it apart that you um you've given it to us as a, a means to study and know what it is to to woe and to pay attention and to put light on some things and that we woe in prayer that we pray lord god for those things that you've called us to pray lord god and we pay attention at those things that you're nudging us and and saying, you know what, pay attention to that, and I'm calling you into greater things, and I'm calling you into high, the higher things, and that we pay attention to those things that you're calling us to because you're our refuge and our strength and our very present help, even in the time of trouble. And so, God, we're going through some tumultuous times, Lord God, and some of us have some trouble around us that doesn't even look like anything that we've seen ever before. Sometimes we're shaking our head and scratching our head and saying, God, I don't know how we're going to get out of this, but we thank you that, God, we trust in you, that you will renew our strength, that you give us wings, that we can soar like eagles, and that we will run and not get weary, and that we will walk and not faint. God, we just want to bless you today for this prayer call today, that you bless the people, that we're not, we have not been on Facebook so much, but God, all the time that we send out that clarion call that you would protect and cover and provide, be the El Shaddai, the El Elyon, Lord God, the provider for each person and, and simply pray, Lord God, that we pray anointing over your people, God. We pray protection over that prayer group, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that they would hear you, Lord God, in the night and as they sleep and they slumber, that they would listen to you, Lord God. Some of them, you are calling to magnificent things. God, call us up higher. God, raise the standard. Raise our bar, Lord Jesus. And it's difficult. It is to sometimes be amongst people that still want to do the same thing that we used to do. But call us out of those places, God. You called us to be separate, Lord God. You called us to be, again, precious jewels. Lord God, you called us to be rubies, Lord God. You called us into a place of refinement, that we are pure gold, Lord Jesus, that we're going to come into a place, God, where you change us, that you have that metanoia experience in us, Lord God, that all things are old, Lord God, and all things are new in our life, Lord God, that we... Thank Lord God, just like you, the, the mind of Christ, Lord Jesus, and we walk through today like never before, just with the holy boldness today, confidence and assurance, knowing that even that we've gone through some things, and even if, even if I can say we've walked through some experiences that are shameful, then when we look back over our life and we look at some of the things, sometimes we're reminded where people say, you know what, we know that they've done this and they've done that, but it's okay. It's not that... It's not part of our life, but that's just not who we are anymore. And that is complete Romans 12 and 2, that that transformation in our lives. And so we continue to push forward to the transformation every day. God, that you wash us clean with your blood, that you wash our mind, Lord God, that you continue to be in our faces, that we abide in you, Lord God. We abide in you, Lord God, that we stay connected to the vine in all things. God, we thank you for your strength that you give your people and that you continue to bless us with your peace. We thank you, Lord God, that we take hope 
in all your hope that you have given us. And sometimes we are hopeless. I know it. I walked through a season where that word apathy and you spoke it to me and discouraged and dismayed and wanting to give up and not wanting to live. And, and uh, um, Will you throw me up against the wall and write me in the butt? I'm sorry, can you mute your call, please? Amen, amen, amen. We come against that right now, and we are going to continue to pray, and let's do this. Ah, uh, will you throw me up against the wall and write me as hard as you can in wherever you choose? Please do so. Oh, you got me up against the wall. I'm from Cleveland, so I don't give a shit what I say, and I'm a Caucasian bitch. Oh, you got me up against the wall. I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bitch. I enjoy prayer. It's it.
I'm fapping to the sound of your dick. Marco Polo 0801 on text now or Skype. Reach me there if you want to, bitches. Go suck me in the ass. Colleague, this is officially my show, ASMR. Um, this is, I'm actually taking over the broadcast. My name is Miss Anna, and I will be uh, your co-host today. As we say goodbye to Mrs. Uh, I simply love her. My name is Anna Raylin. I'm very sad to announce to all the fans of Mrs. Uh, I Simply Love Her, or Mrs. Jane Auburn, has passed away this morning. So put we uh, sit, stand in prayer as we do that. Oh, praise God. To Mighty Jewelry, I know you have Miss Jane, you simply love her. You simply love her forever. I'm on a landline service phone. i landline service phone. I would like to sadly announce that Mrs. Jane Auburn has passed away this morning, uh, approximately 7.37 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, Miss Jane Auburn was a uh, Christian community lover, etc., who enjoyed life and enjoyed the praise of God, etc. And Miss Jane Auburn was actually a doctor, had a doctorate degree, and she also had a ministry degree, and she will be back here. She is not a nigger either. Jack Nicholson has passed away. I send condolences to the family of Jack Nicholson, famous actor. And we also have, uh, oh, sadly, Mark Hamill died today of a skin disorder called hyperlymphoma, uh, which is a disease of the lymph node that reaches to the skin and leaves uh
Now, the lymph node on Hamill's skin was actually infected, so it spread to his brain, and that's what killed him. It's actually called a hyperamelanoma in, in lymphoma. And the lymphoma had been in there for about 9 to 12 months before they spread to his brain and it killed him on March 2nd, 2018. Approximately posted on Twitter and Facebook at 6.39 a.m. And obviously, the criticalist of Jack Nicholson's death and Mark Hamill's death had been has effect on everyone. Uh, Jack Nicholson died at 4:47 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And then Mark Clyburn died on September 16th, 2018, at 7:14 a.m. He, and his brother Austin will die. His brother will die. He will die today. Well, obviously, it's so weird to have an international board of flaming cocks and stuff. Now, if you enjoy the flaming burning cock, etc. You can enjoy my flaming cock. It's the most burger flame cock. <laughs> the burger flame cock. The burger flame cock will have your life removed. You will have life removed shortly. Our life will be removed when we get done with you. You will have a call to turn over. We will kill you and we will molest you in your sleep.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.